Okay, let us start our discussion of Parshas Emor. Parshas Emor, which is uh, tucked away in between all these double Parshas, one after another, after another. And we sometimes say Emor, it's not so exciting. Achrei Moskadoshim, Ba'arbukhagosai, the Rashid's over there, and Chumashim over there, if anybody wants. And, uh, but as we'll see, all of these Parshas, again, it's uh, more of the question of, you know, what do you have to leave out rather than what you have to put in? Because there's just uh, many, many topics um, that, that, that come up. Obviously, the major discussion in Parshas Emor we lay in a number of times a year. It's the Parshas Amoadim in Parach of Gimel. But, uh, but as we'll see, hopefully we'll have some um, uh, all-year all notes, but uh, maybe some of the notes will, uh, will uh, be for Yantif as well. But let us, uh, let us see what we could do. Just a general one-liner about the Parsha. A general one-liner... One could say, I forgot who I heard this from once, that is that this parsha is about Kedusha. Amar, maybe more than any other parsha, one could summarize as the parsha of Kedusha. Because the three areas of Kedusha in our lives are discussed in Amar. First, we have Kedusha's Ha'adam. The first part of Parsha's Amar discusses the Kohen. Right, the Kohen and the Kohen Gadol, the separate halachas that the, uh, the Kohen and the Kohen Gadol have. So that is Kedusha's Hagav or Kedusha's Ha'adam. Flowing into that, right after that, comes many halachas of the Beis HaMikdash. Different types of karbanos, different types of when you're allowed to bring a karbon, and Bali Mumin. So that is Kedushas Makom. So we go from Kedushas HaAdam, Kedushas Makom, and finally, Perach of Gimel, the major portion of the parsha is Kedushas Hazman. Right, sanctifying time. So in this one little parsha, amongst, as I said, all the double parshas, we have everything jam-packed in, Kedushas HaAdam, Kedushas HaMakom, and Kedushas Hazman. Okay, let's start off, though, with a thought on the first discussion in the parsha, and that is the discussion of the Kohanim. discussion of the Kohanim. The whole parsha starts off, right, say to, Hashem says to Moshe, say to the Kohanim, um, etc., the double lashon of Emar Marta, not for this year, hopefully we'll get to that at some point, but Rav Moshe, in source number one, notes the word Vayomer, that is not as common of a beginning as Vayadaber. Vayadaber is the usual um, terminology that opens up a parsha when Hashem wants to command us something. Vayadaber Hashem Hashem Lemar happens all the time. All of a sudden, Vayomer Hashem, son, you catch, you catch our eye. What do you mean Vayomer? Right, Vayadaber. And why Dafka Vayomer? We know Rashi says in other, other places that Vayadaber is more of a, a stronger Lashon. Lashon Kashe, Dibor. And that's why in Parshas Yisro it says Dibor to the men and Amira to the women, right? Tomar, right? Uh, and Hagad is also a lashon kasha. So, but still, what does that have to do with here? So, he uses a softer lashon here by the Kohanim. And by Yomer Hashem, Hashem wants to be nice to the Kohanim, be a little softer. So, what exactly is the message of that first word? By Yomer, says Rav Moshe, source number one. Hinei be'inyani halachas v'dinim nomar b'Torah baruba deruba b'lashon ve'yadaber. Most places when we're learning halacha. Cut and dry halach. It's vayadaber. Levad b'mekomus muatim, except for very few places. V'yaf b'yoshua shebechol makom no mar lo b'lashen vayomer. And even if in Yoshua, where Yoshua didn't get many commands, right? So it doesn't say vayadaber there. Kishen no mar lo litin ari miklat nemar vayadaber. When it talks about ari miklat, which is a command that he gets, it switches to vayadaber. And here there are halachas after halachas after halachas for the kohanim. Who they're allowed to marry, who no, they're not allowed to marry, the type of Kedusha. Right, but it uses by Adabar, by Yoshua, because it's like a Torah type of idea where he's getting commanded. So Vim Cain says of Moshe, Sarak Lahavin, Masha Parsha Zula Dine Kohanim, Ukdushasa Nomar Balashan Vayomer. Says Ramosha, the Nira. 
שאיקר עניין כהונה וקדושה סמהו, כדי שהם יהיו מורי העם. As we know, the Kohanim have specific halachos about them, but ultimately, the job of a Kohen is to be a model citizen. The job of a Kohen is to be a teacher. The job of a Kohen is to be a Mora, just like, just like we all together are a Mamlechas Kohanim, and in that way you're supposed to light up for the nations. Even within the Mamlechas Kohanim, there are actual Kohanim, and they're supposed to be the Morei Ha'am. Like Moshe says, When it says by Maeser Sheni, the Pasuk says later in Sefer Dvarim, when B'nai Yisrael go to the base of Megdash, go to Yerushalayim, we're supposed to be inspired by Maeser Sheni when we go to Yerushalayim. Why? Because we see all the Lakanim, the Leviim, doing their work with expertise and with, with a focus. So we're supposed to be inspired by these Avde Hashem. So they're supposed to be leaders. V'yayin b'Rambam so Hilchas Shmita and the Rambam says famous Rambam the end of Hilchas Shmita Sha'al Kol Sheva Levi No More Yorish Patecha Aval Iker Hu Al Akonim Really any leader any spiritual leader is in this is in this category of a Kohen a Kohen a Levi even in Israel if he's a leader a religious leader V'lachain Af Shelo Kaladaver Lios Bikdusha Shehein Mashin Itos V'Lo Kamadinim Bishvul Zehanamarim BeParsha it's not so easy to be a Kohen. It's difficult. There are laws that one has to follow. Right? Last week, some of my Talmudim are here. Yom Azikaron in the morning. We all went to Har Herzl. We all went with the, with the, with the, with the Moradarech. And the Kohen had to stay outside. It's not easy to be a Kohen. You can't always go where you want to go. Right? You can't always do what you want to do when you're a Kohen. You can't marry who you want to marry. Be so careful. Right? If I'm, I'm supposed to go, go to the cones for, for lunch on Shabbos, and all of a sudden I find out Mrs. Cone is coming. Ah, sorry, can't go. Right? I'm going to bring my truma along. So it's not easy to be a Kohen. And yet, you know what the Torah tells us? Umra Torah Kambalashan Vayomer. Shulashan Noach Vakal. You know what's hinted to with that word Vayomer instead of Vayadaber? Hashem is saying it's all easy. It's all soft. It's not kasha. It's Vayomer. It's relaxed. In order to be a great teacher, in order to impart the messages that a Kohen has to impart, it's got to be no problem. It's wonderful. It's not hard. Don't worry about it. We had our emotion a couple of months ago with a similar idea, but here we're saying it specifically about the Kohenim. We have to have the attitude that it's a lot of dinim. But it's not so hard. Like it says by Moshe Rabbeinu. As Moshe says, what does Hashem want from you? You're a Shemayim. That's all. Just you're a Shemayim. It's all in the attitude. And says your Moshe in the next column. Anybody who is involved in... Moshe says, but I might add, anybody who is involved in anything Jewish, in anything that has to do with Harbatzah's Torah, with any organizational work, with any type of organization, anybody who's involved in anything in Avodah Sakodesh, Asher Vada Yadua Lachokam Advarim Kashim Maod, Yesh Ba'avodah Sakodesh. Everybody knows it's not so easy. It's not so easy sometimes to be in Avodah Sakodesh. Hein Mitzad Etzem Hatamidim, Vimalimudim. Sometimes it's the students, sometimes it's the content. Right? Sometimes, if you're an administrator or a teacher, sometimes the parents are, aren't always on the same wavelength as the as the Rebbe. Right? We just had a uh, whole discussion today in Yeshiva about Shana Bet. Right? Sometimes the parents aren't on the same page 
as uh, as the as the as the and the children. Mikal makom. So there are difficulties being in avodas hakodesh. But you know what says Ramosha? The attitude has to be. It's wonderful. It's kal. It's great. I'm doing what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. Because Malcolm saw Kolechanim lekabel ba'ahava ubesimcha kamoshu davar noach lekal v'rak mitzad godel inyan shaose v'im eno davar kal lefanav. Look at Ramosha's biting line that he ends off with. If it's not easy and kal for someone, yoser tov shelo yasok bechinuch ki eno roy lazeh. Somebody's got that attitude. It's better that he's not doing it. Shachter likes the quote of the, the Gemara in the first paragraph of Masechus Chagiga that Kaddish Baruch Hu th- cries three tears every day. One of them is not for us, but two of the tears. Two of the tears are for the people not in Chinuch, that the people that sh- are not in Chinuch that should be in Chinuch, and the other cries for people who are in Chinuch that shouldn't be in Chinuch. We have to know exactly, and if we're in, we're, we, are, we have the schus of being a machanich, and we have the schus of being in any type of stuck organization, and we have the schus of being part of any chesed organization, and sometimes there are difficulties, and sometimes, right, we have to have the attitude, vayomer, right, vayomer Hashem Moshe have the attitude of amira, right, we are all koanim, and this is the attitude that we have to have. Okay, most of the parsha, as we said, deals with the moadim, so let's start with the one moed idea, I wanted to do that uh, towards the beginning now. I wanted to mention it. And then we'll go back to one halacha right before the parasha of the Moedim. Just one, one general idea relying, re- relating to Kedushas Hazman, Moedim from Rav Zevin. Classic Rav Zevin, creative, on the mark, and gives us something to think about. Says the Medrash in source number two. Again, this is very apropos for this time of year. We're going to have one or two thoughts related to Sphere Saomer tonight. And uh, obviously, that's uh, something that we have to be focusing on right now. Sheva Shabbos is to be Mosiyan. Right? We count seven weeks. Uben Medrash, the Medrash says, Eimos Ahin Tamimos, when are they complete? Bizman She Yisrael Osim Ritzon Oshamakom. When Bnei Yisrael is following Rasan Hashem, that's when they're complete. That's when they're Tamimos. What exactly does that mean? When we follow Rasan Hashem, then they're Tamimos. Says Rav Zevin, Kal Dover Hanimsa Ba'olam Ein Lokiyam Nitzchi. Anything in the world today is not eternal. There is nothing eternal in the world. Called Davar Huhove Vinifsad. Everything is there, but it's eventually, you know, getting lost. Right? It was created, it was, and it's eventually going to lose its Messias. Right? It might take millions of years. Right, you go to a, you go on a, on a teol and we see the rocks that mil- thousands of years ago, you see the water marks. There must have been water here. But over time, things erode. And over time, things don't last. Nothing's eternal in the world. Even the, the Shemayim and the Aretz get worn out, so to speak. But, says Rav Zevin, everything has some time to it. Nothing's eternal, but everything has, it exists for a certain amount of time. Right, this chair is here now, right? This this has house, right? Everything exists for a certain amount of time in history, even though it's not eternal. But there is something in the world today and ever that never really exists. We say it exists, but it never exists. It hasn't come yet, but and it already finished. Avar ve'inenu. And what's that? Hazman ba'atzmo. Time. Time doesn't really exist. 
Because if you focus on any second, it's not there. Either it didn't come yet or it happened already. Right? There's never, there's never, right, you ever want to get the, uh, realize it. Remember, sometimes in the front of Madison Square Garden, they have this clock that's down to like the, the millisecond, milla, milla. So you're like, there, you're watching the clock and like, you see time. You see, time's going so fast. It's like, you look back at the seconds. One, two, three. You look at what's next with these little numbers. It's zooming. It says of seven, time doesn't stand still for anyone. Right? It doesn't stand still. So it says, so really never, time doesn't really exist. Even for a second, because it either this past and this future. There's no present. What's the present? The present. The present's ready to pass. Korega kimatshe hivsikla voba olam hatuifinecha bobe nenu. It's not here. Hazman ha'avar harei nenu. The ahoven not to take it from yelavar. The present becomes the past every second. Ella says Rav Zevin, there is one way. Shenitan hazman biaradam lekaimo lahansicho. There's nothing eternal, but everything exists. But ironically. The thing that does not exist at all, you can eternalize. And you can make last forever. Time is really the only thing that is in our ability to eternalize. What's that? If we use time properly, and if we produce in our time, then that time lasts forever. And that time is recorded forever. If I sit and learn for, for, for 45 minutes in a, in a Parsha year, forever that's recorded. That never leaves. Never. In history. Everything else erodes and fades. But the time we spent visiting somebody, the time we spent saying a nice word to someone, that's forever. His words, God's words, but his words of the Torah, they last forever. And he says, amazingly, he says, maybe that's what's alluded to in the Pasuk. Line 18. Avram was old. How do you translate Babayamim? What's the Pshuto Shomikra? Coming in days. What kind of Lashon is that? Babayamim. No. Stam Zakin, Eno Babayamim. Hayamim Rishidim Shalom, Krainim Bemesia. What do you mean, Babayamim? Kind of, how he has any days left? He's coming with his days. No, he's not. Most of his days are gone. No, no, no. Avram Avinu. David. It also says by David. They brought their days with them. They're Baba Yamim. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Nothing is eternal, but it lasts for some time. The one thing that doesn't last at all is the one thing that we can eternalize, says of Zephan. Now we understand the Medrash. When are they complete? Meaning when they complete and stay forever. When we do the will of God. Every week. Right? Every, every, uh, every ten years of our life is another svira that we go through. We have to make sure this man doesn't go li'ibud elisha erbish lemuso. So whenever we approach time, we want to talk about using time, this Rav Zevin is the key. Zakein Babayam.
So that's the, really the introduction to the whole Parsha Samoadim, which is discussed, but I'd like to just go back. I wanted to get that in and just go back one Pasuk though. Right before the Parsha Samoadim, we have the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem is in this week's Parsha. Uh, we lane it at the beginning of the Yant of Laning. Right? It's in um, Perek Chav Beis, Pasuk Lamed Aleph and Lamed Beis. Right, of Beis. And we have a few uh, miscellaneous halachas. Interesting. Gluger of Schwab. We're not going to do it now. Where Schwab discusses what these halachas have to do with each other. Why are these all halachas here? You can only bring a carbon after it's eight days old. And you can't shuff the mother and the son at the same day. And uh, you bring a carbon toda. And you know these halachas next to each other. So hopefully, od chazon lamoed. Pazak lamad alef. Ushmartem mitzvah sai vatisem osam. Ani Hashem. Keep all my mitzvahs. Vodosachalalu Hashem kachi. Right? Don't be mechalal my name. Chil Hashem. The most heinous crime, v'nigdashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, and I will be sanctified. V'nigdashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, ani Hashem mekadeshchem hamotzi aschem eretz b'soch liyoschem alokim, ani Hashem. And then Perachav Gimel goes right into the parshas Hamoed. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, a halachic issue. This thought will be a halachic issue. There's a Rambam. The Rambam says Rabbi Yaakov quotes it, um, and say so I got an email. This week, from a, uh, a listener to the Parsha Shir, and I think if I listen to some of my other Shirim, he says, I can't believe you didn't quote Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky on last week's Parsha. You've quoted it so many other times. Why don't you put it in the Parsha Shir? So, Baruch Hashem, people are listening. People want me to, so I have to write it down for next year. There's an Emma's Yaakov that I like to quote on uh, in other Shirim on Parsha's Kedoshim. Okay, we'll have to remember for next year. Ishimova Vitira. But, uh, so, I, hopefully, I'm doing a little tshuva, I'm quoting Rabbi Yaakov uh, on this week. One that's not as, uh, as a famous one, but, um, I already got, I got a call for what I should quote next week also. But it's Baruch Hashem. Not a, not a, not a, not a Rav Yaakov, but another thought which I'll mention next week. Okay. Vedadachib is open in Israel. Ayin Barambam. Says the Rambam Nilchus Yisodiyah Torah. Second line. Kol Beis Yisrael Mitzuvin al Kiddush Hashem Agadol Azeh. Every Jew is obligated in the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Every Jew is included. Ad Kamlashono. What is the Rambam adding by every Jew, kol beis Yisrael? Rambam doesn't usually say that. He says, who's included? Men and women are obligated. What do you mean, kol beis Yisrael? So, ki vein l'rabos afiluk tanim. Says of Yaakov, I think he's including tanim in the midst of Kiddush Hashem. Kiddachsev, as the Pasuk says, in Hallel, yivarech as beis Yisrael, right? Haktanim im hagdolim. What's the definition of beis Yisrael? Ktanim with gdolim. Ktanim is part of the definition of beis Yisrael. In other words, in the midst of Kiddush Hashem, are Ketanim. What's the Ramam source? Since when are Ketanim obligated to mitzvahs? Right, the whole Machlokas and the Rishonim. Whether when a Katan, he's obligated to mitzvahs. Is it his mitzvah midrabanan or is it the father's mitzvah midrabanan? But who says they're, they're not obligated to mitzvahs daraisa? He has one that they are. They're obligated in the midst of Kiddush Hashem. So first of all, what's the source? And what's the reason? Vahatam Nirez says, Rabbi Yaakov, the Pasuk that we just read does not say, you know, command Lashon, sanctify my name. Takdishu Eshemi. Because then, excuse me, If that's true, then Hashem's people, speaking to the people who sanctify, sanctify my name. Aval, what does it say? Vinikdashti. It's a passive Lashon. My name will be sanctified. Hashem's name, it's a result-oriented mitzvah. 
any way that Hashem's name is sanctified, that's people, we have to do it. And we are obligated. And therefore, even Ketanim. It's not that I have a personal obligation. God is the focus of this mitzvah. God's name will be sanctified. And however his name will be sanctified, that determines the ones who are included in the mitzvah. Thus, Ketanim are included. Says Rabbi Yaakov, ending off on a, on a tragic, yet maybe at the same time inspirational note, in the second column, Maybe this is what our forefathers relied upon during the Middle Ages. When the decree was convert, right? Or, right? Or, or not, right? They gave their young children also over, not to be given over to the cross. How they do that? Their children aren't mitzuve. Each of them, the Gdolim and the Gdolos, have a Chiv, the little babies, they're not obligated to mitzvahs. Who allowed the parents to give over the children? I'd rather take them with me than to give them over. What do you mean? They're not even mitzvahs yet. Says Rabbi Yaakov, no. The Nikdashki Besof Bnei Yisrael. The Nikdashti includes men, women, and children. The Nikdashti, the Kivon Tilu, Haya Habanim Amir Nasadas, Hayoti Mizechilu Hashem, Ayom, Imkain Al Mitzvah Zudin Tzavagamaktanim. Says Yabyakov Halachigli, and that explains the behavior of many of our, many of our forefathers, that it's not just, even though how tragic it was, but they were halachically, they had a halachic basis for what they were doing, because entire families, Ibiktanim, are Mitzuv in the Mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Right, the next time we're out with our kids, right, we're making a chil Hashem, they can't, I'm just a katan. Right, no, no, I can't say that. Because right, katanim and, and, and katanus are all included in the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. Okay. So let's get back now to the Parshas Amoadim, which we already have Rav Zevin who gave us the introduction. Let's look in the Psukim. Very important question that many of the Mepharshim ask. Perach Avdala. Perach Avdala tells us, Perach Gimel, I'm sorry, Perach Gimel. The Torah starts off and says, Vayedaber Hashem Moshe Alimar. Right, back to Vayedaber. Right, Hashem says to Moshe, saying, Vayedaber B'nei Yisrael V'amartal lehem, Tal B'nei Yisrael, Mo'adei Hashem asher tekru osam ikroi kodesh, Elohem O'adai. Here come the Mo'adim. Get ready. So like, okay, what's the Torah going to start with? Because start with Pesach. That'll be okay. Start with Rosh Hashanah. That's also okay. I'll take Pesach or Rosh Hashanah. I'll take one of those two. What does the Torah start with? Hmm. That doesn't sound like a Moed. That sounds like Shabbos. It is Shabbos. Okay, it's Shabbos. So like, okay, fine. We started with Shabbos. Oh, we thought Pesach was done Shabbos. Says the Torah, let's start again. These are the Moedim. And now we have Pesach. So we have a rerun. We have, here are the Moedim. Shabbos. Here are the Moadim. Pesach Shavosachos. Right? The question is obvious. Why do we have a double introduction to the Moadim? And why does Shabbos get its own separate Parsha? And um, then it ends and then it starts again. So again, many Pshatim um, given on this, how Shabbos is the basis of all the other Moadim. I just wanted to share with you the Gra that uh, is quoted by many um, in source number four. 
And again, many know the gra, but you only know the gra because you've heard the gra. Once, if you know the new the gra, you read this pasuk, you're like, where did you get this from? Says the gra, no, no, no. What's being hinted to here is not Shabbos. It looks like it's Shabbos, but it's not Shabbos. And everything flows perfectly in the Torah. Look at the gra. As many titles we would give the Gra, it wouldn't be enough. We get the impression that here come the Yom Tovim. No, no, no. Shabbos is not in this parsha at all. Everything is about the Moadim. What does it say? Here are the Moadim. Six days you shall do work. That doesn't mean the six days of the week. That means the six days of Yantif that we're allowed to cook. That we're allowed to do Ochal Nefesh. Six days, Daraisa. First and last day of Sukkot. Two. First and last day of Pesach. Four. Rosh Hashanah. Five. Yom Kippur. Six. Shavuot. Seven. I'm sorry. Not Yom Kippur, I'm sorry, I, say, I, I messed up, right? Two days of Sukkot, two days of Pesach, one day of Shavuos, and one day of Rosh Hashanah. Mida Orisa, those are the Yom Tovim, and those Yom Tovim, you're allowed to do certain malachas on, right? You're allowed to cook, you're allowed to carry. Sheshet, Rosh Hashanah is one day, Mida Orisa, right? So it says, Sheshet Yom Tovim Malacha, here are the Moadim, the Torah says. Six days do work, that's referring to the six days you're allowed to do certain malachos. Right? Vehem, Shnei Yom Tovim Mechag HaPesach, B'yom Arisha Mikha Kodesh, B'yom Ashri Mikha Kodesh, B'yom Echad Shvuas, Shnei Yom Sukkis, B'yom Arisha Mikha Kodesh, B'yom Shmini Mikha Kodesh, V'Rosh Hashanah Yom Echad. And then, though, there's one left. That's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, you can't do any malacha. Yom Kippur is like Shabbos. Uvayom HaShvi'i, Shabbos Shabboson Mikra Kodesh. The seventh one in this category is Mikra Kodesh. And you can't do any malacha. Now read the Torah. These are the Moadim. Six of them, you're going to be able to do some work. But on the seventh one, you won't be able to do any work. It's Shabbat Shabbat. Right? That's like Shabbos. Now the Torah says, now let's get to detailing each one. Everything flows. We have the first few psukim, which are the title psukim for the entire parsha. Going into then the details, Shabbos is not mentioned here. It answers all the questions. Shabbos is not mentioned. There's not a double repeat of the beginning. And it flows perfectly. Only at the end, at the end of the whole perech. Right? At the end of the whole parak, the Gra quotes it. We can even look at the end of Parak of Gimel. After listing off all the Moadim, what does the Torah say? What does the Torah say? After Sukkot. That's the last Moad mentioned. After that, the Torah says, um, besides all of your voluntary carbonus. Right? So Shabbos is all at the end. Then the question is, why is Sukkot repeated? Okay, separate topic, not for now. But, says the Grah, it flows perfectly. Okay. Now we have a Meshachachma. This Meshachachma can be mentioned any Su'uda throughout the year. Right? It's a back pocket Meshachachma, any Shabbos, any Yantif, anything. 
This Meshachachme is a word about Shabbos, Yontif, Pesach specifically, but it's really a thought that uh, is one of the Yesodos in the entire, uh, I would say the entire commentary of the Meshachachme. Here's the Meshachachme Da. Dibedas Ho'eloki, Yesh Mitzvah, Source 5. Yesh Mitzvah, Sakhmachashun Yisrael, Aviyem Shabbat Shamayim, Yesh Mitzvah, Sakhmachashun Yisrael, Zelazet. There are some mitzvahs that bind us directly to Hashem, and there are some mitzvahs that bind us to each other. Kigon. Tzitzis, Tzilin, Mezuzah, Hain mitzvah, Samakashun, Yisrael, Hashem, Yisbarach. Right? Mitzvahs, what we call, Benal Mamakom. Right? Mitzvahs, right? Tzitzis, Tzilin, they bind us directly to Hashem. Ugemilas, Chasadim, Vitruma. So, Maisris, Hain Mamakashun, Zelazet. Chesed, Truma, Maiser, all those types of mitzvahs, they bind us directly to each other. Says the Meshachachma, I'll foreshadow a little bit, but says the Meshachachma, in a sense, really, both of these bind us to each other. The second category, directly. We all, Truma connects me and the Kohen. Chesed connects me and the other person. But in a different sense, when we are all connected to Hashem, imagine Hashem, Kaviyachal, in the middle of a circle, and all of us are on the diameter outside the circle with a line going towards the middle. So we're all connected to each other through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's not as direct. Mitzvahs, certain mitzvahs that go directly, so we're all connected to each other. But other mitzvahs, even the Benadam HaMakom ones, connect us, but we are all lines that go through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'nim Shabbos liyantif. Says the Meshachachma. This is the difference between Shabbos and Yantif as well. Shabbos, Shabbos. What's Shabbos about? Halo komo. Right? You can't leave your own Roshos on Shabbos. This halachas of Erev. This halachas of Tchum. V'hotzah Asura. You can't cook for your neighbor on Shabbos. You can't cook to have guests over. You can't cook. Right? Cooking and going away. That Those two halachas emphasize the social nature of us. You can't do that on Shabbos. Asura. Okay, we get it. We have an Erev. But make it at least the mentality of it. Every person by themselves. We're all sitting alone. We're sitting in Torah. We are all tied to Hashem, the true center. We are all separate lines. To get to the same center. So we're connected, but it's really through God. And through Hashem, we are connected to each other. Fine. But you know what Yantif's about? Yantif's about connecting each Jew directly to each other. That's why you could cook for each other. Meaning you could have big parties, you could have big, oh, big, oh, simchas yantif. If you come on over, I'll just put another, th- another piece of chicken in the oven, no problem. Right? We could walk to wherever we want. Right? Because it's, it's yantif. I got a thousand guests. No problem. Take some stuff out of the freezer. No problem. It's yantif. Ad kiyamru. And that's what it even says in Psachim, even halachically. Ha'ofim yantif l'cho, rava omeina loka. Big question whether we paskin like this, but either way, the Gemara says, if I cook from yantif, even though I'm cooking for a weekday tomorrow, you know what? It's not an Isodar Isa. Why? Because it could be that a guest is going to walk in right now. And I'm going to have to give this to him. So because of that possibility, it's not an Isodar Isa to cook from, from yantif to weekday. Just emphasize and, and outlines this idea that yantif's about the direct connection. Continue. The Kulam Chayavan Lalos Regal. What do we do on, on yantif? We all get together in Yishalayim. We're all together. It's all up. How does... Together, if we wouldn't be able to cook or go out, we wouldn't be able to be connected. That's Shabbos and that's Yantif.
But now he even adds a dimension which, which answers a bomb kasha that we've always had. And that is, we know, probably the most famous machlokas between the tztukim and the prushim was when shvuas. Right? The tztukim say shvuas is always on a Sunday. Because after all, mimachras hashabbos. When does Sphere Omer start? Mimachras hashabbos. After Shabbos. What's Shabbos? Shabbos is Shabbos. It's Shabbos. Shvuas is always seven weeks after Pesach, the first Sunday afterwards. Because that's me, Machar the Shabbos. And we know, Api Chazal, Gemara Mesechus Menachas, that no, no, Shabbos there means the first day of Pesach. Okay, so we learn it out, and that's why we have the whole ceremony of bringing the, cutting the Omer, the Mishnahis Menachas discuss, because we want to make sure that they know they're raw. But the big kasha is, so why did Hashem write Shabbos? Right? So why, what, he wanted to mislead them? Right? Why did he write Shabbos then? So now says the Meshachachma. Vihine next column. If you think about it, Usually we have this distinction between Shabbos and Yantif, but what he's about to say is that first Pesach was like a Shabbos. Why? Hashem passed over our houses. At that that point, the first Pesach, we weren't a nation yet. We didn't go out of Mitzrayim yet, so we were all separate. You know what? We weren't even allowed to go out of our houses. Al Yetzay Ishmi Pesach Beiso Advoker. What does that sound like? Al Yetzay Ishmim Komo. That first Pesach was like a Shabbos in the in the sense that we were all separate. Rakshe Kulam Ayim was coming, but the Achas Belakichas Akarban. We all took the Karban. Umukushan Adam Echad. We all listened to Hashem. That's all we did. That's how we were bound up. Who Hashem will look at Yisrael? The Lakacha Pesach Shabbat Baharazu. Ksibeshi Nechal Lemnuya. You can only eat it based on your own. Um, Appointees, and yet to be appointed me by Erev, the Hu Kimo Shabbos. That first Pesach then was like a Shabbos, and that's why, skip a couple lines, Usfartim Lachem, Yimachrasa Shabbos. Zep Pesach, Shehu Baratok Kimo Shabbos, Shaos Yimukashram Zelazevis Galus. Right, and that's why that first Pesach was, that first Pesach was like a Shabbos, and that's why he says Yimachrasa Shabbos. And then he just adds amazingly, Look back at the parasha for a second. Another big question on the Ma'adim. This whole Parakhav Gimel is all about Yantif. Except for some reason, there's one Pasuk stuck in there in the middle of nowhere that has nothing to do with Yantif. Right after Shavuos. Look after Shavuos. Look after Shavuos. It's just like, it's, we're so used to the laning. We know the laning by heart, but we don't focus on what the, what the content is. Says the, says the t- Pasuk, look at the, right before Hamishi. Right after Shavuos, what does it say? Leave the corner of your fields for the poor person. The mitzvah of And if you drop some, some grains, so don't collect them. Right? and Not shikha, but the mitzvahs of, of the, uh, the matnasani. What's this doing in the middle of nowhere? The middle. Pesach, Right by Shvuiz, it talks about, you know, matnasani. Says the Meshachachma, you know why it's Dafka there? Because that first Pesach was like a Shabbos. B'nai Yisrael weren't connected to each other. They were only connected through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem wanted to emphasize by the very next Yontif what Yontif is really all about. Shvuis Matnasaniyim. Shvuis is about connecting with each other. He says, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Sha'az, line 17. Right, it's all about being connected to each other. And then he adds, other nations are connected. Why are other nations connected? 
We all happen to live in the same country. Wow. We all live in Italy. We're all Italian. Wonderful. We all have to live in America. We all have to live in Chaz Rahman al-Islan. Some people can think that about Eretz Yisrael. We all have to live in Israel. Okay, we're all connected. Chaz Shalom. What connects a Jew wherever he is in the world is much deeper than that. What connects a Jew is the Torah and the mitzvahs that we do with each other and to each other. So, Shabbos versus Yantif. Two different categories of mitzvahs. That's why the first Pesach is called Shabbos. And that's why by Shavuos the Manasaniyim are mentioned. That's the Meshachachma. Okay, continuing. Um, source number five, six. Even before that, let's look back in the, in, the, in the Pesukim. Let's go to Yom Kippur for a minute. Let's go to Yom Kippur. One of my Rebbeim, one time, Rav Yitzchak Kohn, many of uh, you are familiar with him in, uh, uh, in Rashiv in, uh, in YU. So when he once went to Rabbi Kohn after Yom Kippur and says, Rebbe, how was your Yom Kippur? He says, don't ask me now how my Yom Kippur was. I can't tell you. Ask me in July how my Yom Kippur was. I can't tell you right now. If I, did I change? Did it affect me? Am I a different person now? Ask me in July how my Yom Kippur was. It's not July yet. It's May. But we can still figure out how was my Yom Kippur and we could learn something from the Pesukim of Yom Kippur. Um, let's go. Where is Yom Kippur? We have in Hamishi. So let's look at one Pasuk. One, starting with one Pasuk. Right, the Pasuk says, on the, se- on the tenth day of the seventh month, Mikra Kodesh, you shall afflict yourself, Pasuk HaFches. You shouldn't do any Malacha. Right, it's Kapara for you. Whoever doesn't afflict themselves gets Kares. Don't do any work. Interesting, if you look at the Psukim, there's a phrase that appears three times. In three consecutive sukkim. Pe'etzem hayom hazeh. Three times in a row. That phrase appears. Pasach hafres, pasach haftes, and pasach lamed. So what is the emphasis? What's the, what's meant by that phrase? Pe'etzem hayom hazeh. So if you look at a Rashi, Rashi in Parshish Ha'azinu discusses this. Um... Hazinu, or this is a sabrach, I don't remember, Paraglamid base. But it's at the end of Sefer Tavarim. Um, says the, um, says Rashi, Vaydam Hashem Moshe, Be'etzem Hayomaze. Hashem says to Moshe, Be'etzem Hayomaze, the phrase is also used there. So then the Hazinu, that's what I thought. End of Hazinu. Says the Rashi, Vaydam Hashem Moshe, Be'etzem Hayomaze, Hashem is about to command Moshe to go up the mountain. Go up the mountain, Moshe, your time has come. You know, 120 years, you know, is, is all I'm given these days. Alright, so says Rashi. So Rashi notes this. Three times it says, Rashi does not quote our case. Rashi does not quote Yom Kippur. But he quotes three other places. It quotes by Noach. Why? So Rashi says, by each of these cases, Hashem wanted to prove a point. By each of these cases, Hashem says, hey, you think you're going to prevent what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in the middle of the day. Let's see if you can stop me. That's what meant, that's what's meant. What are the three places? Number one is Noah. Right? Baris Noah, you're gonna go on your table. If Hashem brings a flood, we're not gonna let you get on. We're gonna block the entrance. Right? Below O, not only that, we're gonna break the table down. Hashem said, Yeah, right. Let's see. I'm gonna start it Example one. Example two, is you see us 
Because the Mitzrayim again said, if we realize they're going out, we're not going to let them go out. And Hashem says, let's see. And finally, the third we have Noach, we see Mitzrayim, and we have right here, we have Misas Moshe. Klai Yisrael, this is what is in a good way. Klai Yisrael, see Hashem, we're not going to let you take Moshe. Remember the last time you took Moshe away from us? It wasn't too good. Right? We ended up with an Egel Azov. We're not going to let you take Moshe. Hashem says, Rabosai, sorry, but it's time. Yeshua bin Nun's taken over. Moshe is not meant to go into Eretz Yisrael. So again, it says, Be'etzamayamaseh. So if that's the case, what does this have to do with it? Be'etzamayamaseh, Yom Kippur, one doesn't fit in. So maybe one could suggest another idea about the connection between all these three. Each of these three, Noach, Yisiyas Mitzrayim, and Moshe, represented transitionary moments for Klal Yisrael. Moments that there was a different stage of history prior to after. The Mabel, pre and post the Mabel, there's a difference in history. Right, The ten generations till Noach and the ten generations after Noach. Right, There's a change in history. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, pre-Benei Yisrael and post-Benei Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu, Benei Yisrael led by Moshe Rabbeinu, right? the door of Makabli HaTorah and the door of Nechnasei La'aretz. Transitionary periods. Be'etzam hayom hazeh. It was clear as day. Be'etzam hayom hazeh. This, it was clear. It was, a change happens and there was, there was, um, it wasn't the same before and after. Maybe Yom Kippur can relate to that one. Because every Yom Kippur is supposed to be a transitionary period in our life. Be'etzam hayom hazeh. We're not supposed to be the same person that goes into Yom Kippur that comes out of Yom Kippur. Three times, again and again and again, we have an extra tefillah on Yom Kippur. The Satan has no control on Yom Kippur. We mentioned, I think, last week, the Gemara says, right, the Gematria of HaSatan is 364. Right, there's one day a year he has no, one day a year he has no control. The Klayakar discussed that also. So Yom Kippur is a transitionary day. And we have to look at it as that. And that's Be'etzam HaYom We have to go into it and we come out of it. It's the one day of year where we all change. But Makam Shabali Tshuva Omd. Okay, one more thought and then end with a story. Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Now this is related both to the Parsha and to this time of year. Again, this Arachayim is quoted, maybe we'll quote it also in a couple of weeks when we have the, the Svir Sa'omer Shir, Hashkafa Shir on Shabbos. But again, it was Fajan L'chem Yimachor Shabbos, Miyom HaViyachom HaZomar Tnufa, right, this week's Parsha. Svir Sa'omer, we count seven weeks. Why seven? Why seven? Says the Arachayim HaKadosh. Seven is always reflective of periods of Tahara. Everything of Tahara in Yahadus is sevens. Right? Somebody becomes Tame Mace. Right? They, they touch a dead body. They have to wait seven days. They have to get sprinkled with the ashes of the Paraduma on day three and day seven. They have to wait seven days. Tame Mace. Of course, Tomas Nida, Tomas Zav and Zava. It's always seven days. Seven, seven, seven. Seven symbolizes a Tahara process. Says the Arachayim. Omer Lachem. And it's counting Svartim Lachem for you. What does that mean? That you count? L'tzachi Tzav Hashem L'spar Sheva Shapsos. Hashem commanded us to count seven weeks. V'yamruzah, why? Ki L'tzachi Hayu B'tumas Mitzrayim. We were all Tameh in Mitzrayim. The 49th level of Tumah. V'ratza Hashem L'hizdavi L'umazu. Hashem wanted to get married to us. So what do you have to do before you get married? Don nida To go to get married to a Baruch Hu, Klal Yisrael the Kala had to count seven clean, 
Seven clean time periods. You're right, this is seven weeks and not seven days, but you know why. But in this way, we will be able to get married. So it says, I seven weeks, seven days, but let's not a flag as a tumma. Come on, it's a whole nation getting clean. Not just one, one person. So, okay, seven weeks, seven days. But anyway, it's a period of seven, and it's a Tabra process. Skip a few lines. What does it mean counts for you? The reason of this counting is for you to become pure. Why did Hashem wait seven weeks? Why didn't He give us the Torah right away? Right, right after Kriyas Yamsuf, give us the Torah the next day. I have to wait seven weeks for. The answer is we weren't ready. We weren't Tahar. Right, we weren't ready to get married. The Luchos with the Ksuba, Chazal say. We weren't ready to get married. And that's, Usfartam Lachem, Mimachoros HaShabbos. Uladerach Zei, Kitez, Yuduyak Anachot, Tami Machoros HaShabbos. Velo Miyom HaShabbos Atzmo. Kichay Mishpar Asvir, Shiyu Yuhu, Shehu Yom HaShabbos, Omer Khan, Mixos Ayom, etc. But that's, that's the period of Sfir Omer. This time period that we find ourselves in is a time period of Tahara. A time period that we should feel ourselves. Just like when someone is counting Shiva Nikiyim with excitement and with, with focus on becoming Tahara, on becoming, I can't wait. That's how we have to look towards Kabbalah Satora, to that great wedding. Imagine a Kala the week before a wedding, counting down the days, focusing every day. How could I make this wedding beautiful? That's what we have to do. That's what we know. There's a, there's a Minog. We know that there are, in Pirkei Avos has the 48 ways to be Kone Torah. So, 49 days in Sira. One Midah for every, for every day of the 48th, and Yechaz are all in the last day. 49 levels of, uh, 49 levels of, uh, Kinyan Torah. But that's what this time period is about. Svartam Lachem Yimachoros HaShabbos. And finally, just to end with a story that's quoted in a number of places. It's quoted in, uh, I've seen it in one or two places. A story about the Ostrovser. The Ostrovser, if you feel mayor, was once uh, vacationing at a certain town, and Rav Chaim Ozer happened to be there too. Right? So the early, early 20th century. So they were both Rav Chaim Ozer, the great Litvisha, Gadol Hador, Vilna, and the Ostrovser, the great Hasidish Rebbe. They were both uh, vacationing, and Rav Chaim Ozer goes to him and says, Tell me a vart. The Ostrovser says, No, 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 I can't tell. No, come on, you're Rav Chaim Ozer. Achiezer, I can't tell you a vart. Like, no, 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 tell me a vart. Please, tell me a vart. You're an Adam Gadol. You're an Adam Gadol. Tell me a vart. You're a Gavra Rabba. You're a Gavra Rabba. you got to tell me a vart. See, Ostrovser says, No, no, now I have to tell you something. You don't know what a Gavra Rabba means. There's a Gemara Masechaz Makas. The Gemara Makas Avchav Beis, source 8. The Gemara says, Amar Rava, Kama Tipshoi Shar Inshi. How foolish are people. The Kaimi Mikabi Sefer Torah, they stand in front of a Sefer Torah, Velokaimi Mikavra Gavra Rabba. They don't stand in front of a Gavra Rabba. It's unbelievable. They stand in front of Sefer Torah, but they don't stand in front of Gavra Rabbas, meaning rabbis. Why? The Ilu Besefer Torah Ksevar Baham Yakenu. The Torah says, how many lashes do you have to give somebody who violates an Avera? Forty. To give him forty lashes. The Yasser Rabbanon Basruchata. And the Rabbanon came along and said, no, 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 thirty-nine. See what the Rabbanon did? The Rabbanon beat the Torah. The Torah says forty, the Rabbanon say thirty-nine. So therefore, people stand up for the Torah, not for the, for the, for the, for the rabbi. The rabbi is much greater. He beats the Torah. He says thirty-nine. The Torah only says forty. We pass him thirty-nine. Ask the Ostrov, sir. What's, what's the shot of this Gemara? What, the rabbis are better than the, than the Torah? What did they say? Because the Torah says 40, and they said, no, no, no. 
the Torah rounded, it really means 39. If the Gemara wanted to give an example where the Torah rounded, why'd they wait till Parsha's Kiseitse, which is where our Boim appears? In our Parsha. What does it say? Tisperu chamishim yom. You gotta count 50 days to Shavuos. We don't count 50 days. We count 49 days. See, if you're telling me that the rabbis are so great that they, they, they go one down, so why do you wait till Parsha's Kiseitse? 43rd, our Parsha. 50, 50 to 49. Says the Yasrav Chaim Moser. He says, no, no, no. A Gavra Rabbah doesn't mean a rabbi who's able to make the Torah go one down. You know what a Gavra Rabbah is? A Gavra Rabbah is someone who alleviates the suffering of a fellow Jew. A Gavra Rabbah is a rough who takes 40 lashes and takes one away. He takes away one little part of the suffering. He makes it easier for someone else. He takes the shares the load with somebody else. That's a gavar. Don't call me a gavarabba. He says, he says, this is a gavarabba. It's not just picking about rounding down. Gavar, take away one lash. Take away one maka. He says, that's a gavarabba. We spent time doing that. During this time of Svartan Lachari Machar Sashabas, the Rachayim HaKadosh says, he says, it's a time of Tara, a time of Shibinikim, a time that we're doing really, we're doing Shuva for Tamidi Rabbi Akiva. Who are low nagel covered zebozet? So we all got to be gavarabbas. We all got to make sure that if there's anyone suffering, if there's anybody in need, if there's anybody that needs a needs a kind word, we got to be gavarabbas. As the Alter Rebbe said, the true definition of a gavarabba.